0: Angel tilted her head back to feel the chill of wind rustling her blonde curls, now stringy and dirty. She listened in the silence. No white coats probing her, taunting her. No voices at all. It almost felt like she was completely and totally alone. Almost. Angel thought of the flock. Flying, diving together in one strong V, with Max at its center. She thought of Max holding her hand, calling Angel her baby. She wasn't a baby anymore. How many seven-year-olds had seen the world go up in flames? Angel shut her eyes tight. She waited for the visions she had fought for so many years before coming to accept and even depend on them. But no future appeared before her. For the first time in her young life, Angel had no idea what would happen next. Book one, before. Chapter one. In worldview this morning, whole villages in the Philippines have been demolished and hundreds are missing as typhoons triggering massive mudslides continue to wreak havoc. I sat at the kitchen counter, staring at the small TV. The news anchor peered out at me with grave accusation. Yep, felt like a Monday. On the home front, officials rush to quell pockets of unrest as a subversive new movement takes hold in the cities. The camera zoomed in on a glassy-eyed fanatic, raving about an advanced society and how we must act now to preserve the purity of the planet. He carried a sign that read, Ninety-nine percent is the future." I shivered involuntarily. The newscaster raised one perfectly groomed eyebrow and leaned forward. -"Just who or what is 99%?" The newscaster's face, frozen and practiced concern, dissolved into static as fuzzy black lines hiccuped across the screen. I frowned and smashed a fist down on top of the set which only resulted in setting off a series of loud, plaintive beeps. Not that it was a quiet morning to start with. Behind me in the kitchen, the usual chaos was unraveling. Iggy was slinging waffles at Gazzy and Total, who were trying to catch them in their wide open mouths, like baby birds. How perfect. I can't find the socks that match this skirt, Nudge said, holding up some floaty, layery clothing situation. A waffle whapped her on the head, and with turbocharged reflexes, she snatched it out of midair and hurled it back at Iggy as hard as she could. It exploded against his forehead. Don't throw waffles at me, she screeched. I'm trying to get dressed. Gazzy shot a fist into the air, his face twisted into that maniacally guilty grin that only nine-year-old, angelic-looking boys seem to be able to master. Food for... He began happily, only to stop at the look in my eyes. Try it, I said with deadly calm. He sat down. Quit throwing waffles, I yelled, snatching the syrup bottle away from Iggy, who was aiming it at his open mouth. Use plates, use forks. But I don't have thumbs, Total said indignantly. Just because I can talk doesn't mean I'm human, he complained. For a small, Scotty-like dog, he had a lot of presence. Neither are we, at least not completely. I unfolded my wings partway. Yes, folks. Wings. In case this is your first dip into the deep end of the old freak of nature pool, I'll just put it out there. We fly. Total rolled his eyes. Yes, Max. I am aware. He fluttered his own miniature pair of flappers. Unfortunately, his mate for life, Akilla, didn't have wings. So the non-mutant Samoyed spent most of the year with her 100% human owner. She had a hard time keeping up with us. I shrugged. So use a dog bowl then. His nose twitched in distaste. I can't find, Nudge started again, but I held up my hand. She knew I couldn't answer complicated fashion questions. She whirled and stalked off to the bathroom to begin her 12-step daily beauty regimen.